We all have water guidelines. Those on dialysis need to keep it down and those who aren't need to keep it up. For example, my nephrologist suggested 64 ounces per day. That's the equivalent of 8 glasses of 8 ounces each. To be honest, I use a water bottle that has the ounces marked on it. It's just easier. Photo by Ivan Samkov on Pexels.com Yet, 8 ounces is not right for everyone. The National Kidney Foundation makes several recommendations, men usually need about 13 ounces while women need 9, and using their own words. A common misconception is that everyone should drink 8 glasses of water per day, but since everyone is different, daily water needs will vary by person. How much water you need is based on differences in age, climate, exercise intensity, as well as states of pregnancy, breastfeeding, and illness. Um, why do we need water anyway? The Southeastern Massachusetts Dialysis Group tells us as chronic kidney disease patients, pre-dialysis also despite the group's name. Water helps your kidneys remove waste from your blood. Your body excretes these wastes and excess fluids in the form of urine that travels to your bladder before leaving your body. Water also helps keep your arteries open so that your blood can flow freely to your kidneys. This blood delivers oxygen and nutrients that help your kidneys function. Dehydration makes it more difficult for this delivery system to work. Mild dehydration can impair normal bodily functions, including your kidneys. Severe dehydration can actually lead to kidney damage. Drinking fluids is the best way to avoid dehydration, especially when you work or exercise especially hard or in warm or humid weather. People with diabetes, kidney disease or other illnesses that affect the kidneys need to take in adequate amounts of fluid to keep their kidneys performing well. People with low blood pressure need to take in plenty of fluids to maintain kidney health, for example. Your kidneys act like filters to remove toxins from your body. To push blood through the filters, though, the blood has to be moving with force. In cases of low blood pressure, there is not enough pressure to force the blood through the tiny filters of the kidneys. Notice, please that the word water has been replaced by the word fluid. Hot Cup of Coffee by Marcus Spisk is licensed under CCCC 01.0. But wait a minute, I drink two 8-ounce cups of black coffee most every day. Coffee is mostly water, isn't it? Does that count in my water, or fluid, allowance? Let's figure it out. I went to Everyday Health for this information. There are so many different types of coffee to choose from, and your personal preference will affect how much hydration you'll get from your brew. Two main factors dictate how much hydration you'll be getting, the amount of caffeine and the volume of the beverage. For example, according to Mayo Clinic, an 8-ounce cup of regular brewed coffee contains about 96 mg of caffeine while the same-sized cup of decaffeinated brewed coffee contains only 2 mg of caffeine. This means, while you'll be getting about 7 ounces of hydration from the regular coffee, you'll be getting the full 8 ounces of fluid from the decaf. Caffeinated instant coffee falls somewhere in between with 62 mg of caffeine per 8-ounce serving. Similarly, a 1-ounce serving of espresso contains about 64 mg of caffeine, which gives it almost as much diuretic power as a full 8 ounces of caffeinated coffee, but since that's all packed into only 1 ounce of fluid, you're really not getting any hydration from a shot of espresso. Wow! That means I'm getting 14 of my 64 ounces from my favorite beverage. I only drink water and the black coffee, but if I'm ill or having stomach problems, I will eat soup. Is that a fluid, too? My favorite dictionary, the Merriam-Webster, defines soup for us. A liquid food especially with a meat, 
fish, or vegetable stock as a base and often containing pieces of solid food. Double wow! So even if I'm not that hungry and just have a cup of soup, there's another 8 ounces or so of liquid, or as I see it being called now, hydration. So now I've had about 24 of my 64 ounces of liquid, no longer just water and sometimes called hydration, requirement for the day. Hmm, soup counts as a liquid and coffee counts as a liquid, tea, too, what else does? Thanks to the American Kidney Fund's Kidney Kitchen for the following graphic. Examples of fluid. Ice. Soups and stews. Pudding. Ice cream, sherbet, sorbet, popsicles, etc. Protein drinks, Nepro, Novosource, Insure, etc. All beverages, water, soda, tea, coffee, milk, non-dairy milk, etc. Jello other gelatin products and gelatin substitutes, pectin, arrowroot powder, etc. Triple wow! So, if you get tired of water, 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 I don't, to fulfill your fluid or hydration needs, look at the variety of foods you can have. Of course, if you have diabetes, you'd have to get the sugar-free versions of these foods. And, please, no chemical artificial sweeteners. Sort of opens up the world of fluids, doesn't it? Notice I'm using the word fluids or the word hydration instead of the word water. St. Joseph's Healthcare, Hamilton has a bit more information for us. Fluid is a liquid or any food that turns into a liquid at room temperature. Fruits and vegetables naturally contain water. If consumed in moderation, fruits and vegetables should not contribute large volumes of water to your daily total intake of fluids. Therefore, fruits and vegetables do not need to be counted as part of your daily fluid intake. I prefer to stick with my water and coffee but look at all the foods that have been made available to you. My favorite treat as a child was chocolate pudding. I remember the smooth, rich creaminess of it. My brother's was orange jello. He said it felt cool going down his throat. I'll be content with my memories. You go enjoy these foods. Until next week. Keep living your life.